Welcome. My name is Alfonso Severos, and this is Jazz Just the Way We Like It. Jazz Just the Way We Like It is my weekly podcast recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. I play those classic jazz songs of the 1950s, the 1960s, and the 1970s. Those songs I grew up on, listened to as a young man, and here I am playing them for your enjoyment. And also to introduce a younger generation to that wonderful art form called jazz. Oh boy. Well folks, another week, another podcast. Well, I'm here in the studio and my uh, good friend Lawrence Williams just got in here. Hey, Larry, welcome. Hi, how you doing, man? I'm sorry, I forgot I had a doctor's appointment today. <laughs> yeah, I was at the doctor's yesterday, man. It seems like if you're not over 65, or if you're not in the 70s, you may not relate to this, but you will in time. <laughs> That's a, for sure. <laughs> when you get a certain age, it seems the busiest thing you have on your schedule is doctor, doctor, doctor. Wow. What about you, man? Yeah, I had one yesterday, and I had no, another one today. So, And there's another one coming up pretty soon. So. Yeah, yeah. So. Hey, uh, well, you didn't miss anything, man. We oh, get, good, good. We're just getting started. Uh, and I want to uh, play an oldie but goodie, Larry, a little Latin jazz, man, and see if you can remember this one, if I can get it to play. Chihuahua. Chihuahua. 
Larry, I know you remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's Cal, man. Cal Jada, that was beautiful. He's yeah. He did he did a lot of stuff back then too. Yeah. And he collaborated with a lot of people. That's true. Yeah. Played with a lot of artists. Yeah. For people who didn't recognize him, that was Cal Jada on a piece called Soul Source. I think it was first recorded in 1964. Uh, and, and you're right, Larry. He recorded with a lot of jazz musicians and Latin jazz musicians. And I, back then, man, the lines between Latin, Latin jazz was not very distinctive. It was not clear. People were crossing back and forth and uh, with, with such ease in terms of their music. Yeah. And I, you know, we, I remember, man, I remember we used to go to all those dances at Manhattan Center and uh, where else were they? Palladium and, yeah. uh, uh, what do you call it? The East used to have uh, dances on Sunday night as well. Yeah. Uh, on St. Uh, Peter Claver's place yeah, in Brooklyn. Was, I remember going to all these dances. Some of them were done by fraternities and sororities and yeah. other people gave them. But the thing was, man, they always had a rock group, man, the Manhattans or somebody yeah, performing, yeah. but they always had a Latin group. Yeah, yeah. Always, yeah. always, man. Uh, and so people, you know, uh, in the African-American community grooved off Latin music, and people in the Latin American community grooved off uh, African-American music. It was a real mixture. Yeah, yeah, that was for sure back in the 60s. That was that definitely happened a lot. Um, I really enjoyed. I, I mean, I really enjoyed those those times that we were out doing, you know, going to those dances and whatnot. Oh Plus yeah. I really got a, a feel for the music, and until till today, I still love uh, Latin music, you yeah. know, um, and and uh, will continue. I, I think as long as I live. Yeah, that was you know people got to realize that was pre disco, and uh, pre clubs. So you had either one or two things going on, a house party or you went to a dance. Yep. That was it, a house party. Uh, and those basements with that, those, those oh, red lights. Yes. <laughs> uh, memories, <laughs> memories. Yeah. Let's get to some jazz, man. Larry, here's a man I know you, you enjoy very much, and I do too, Wayne Shorter. And, and he's an interesting person, at least, you know. This is a piece called Black Now, not Blue Now, Black Now. And uh, this is Mr. Wayne Shorter, and he has a great lineup with him. Lee Morgan is on, on, on there. Uh, but let's listen to this piece called Black Now. Thank you. 
That's a piece called Black Now by uh, Wayne Shorter. And it's Wayne Shorter on tenor sax, Lee Morgan on trumpet, McCoy Tyner on piano, and Reggie Workman on bass with Elvin Jones on the drums. Pretty powerful lineup there. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just take a couple of guys away and you got trained uh, the whole group there. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was recorded in 64, 1964. It okay. has that old bebop sound to it. Uh-huh. But it's a, it's, a, it's a good, relaxing piece. You know, Wayne Shorter, man, has been around. I think he's passed. He's no longer with us. He's transcended. Uh, but he was a lifelong Buddhist. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, lifelong Buddhist, man. And he played a number of instruments and wrote pieces and uh, well-respected jazz musician. I like him on soprano, too, whenever he played play, soprano sax. Yeah. He was very good. Yeah. Oh, Larry, what do you think about this president uh, getting into a trade war with China? I just think that he is just... He's, he lost his mind, mind a long time ago. He thinks that he's the uh, great negotiator or he's great in, in, in terms of doing business. And then we come to find out that over the, a 10-year period, he lost like over a billion dollars uh, mm. in business. And yet he, he considers himself a great business guy. Now, it was okay. I guess back then it was okay to take these, these losses in order to offset, you know, future profits, I guess that's what they were probably looking at. Uh, but I don't think that's a very good idea because a lot of st- a lot of the stuff that we import is from China. A lot of the stuff. If you look at a lot of the materials that we mm-hmm. we have, our electronics, our, our clothing, it's just about everything, including okay. food. It's yeah. coming from China. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, Chinese economy is is is, uh, is large. In fact, they say by twenty the year twenty twenty five, it'll be the largest economy in the world. It'll overtake the U.S. Uh, but the idea of uh, I understand that you know you want to keep the Chinese go, uh, uh, honest in terms of trade, but the idea that this old methods of tariffs just doesn't work, man. This is a this is a global econo- economy. What you do in one area will affect uh, people across the globe. This right. is not you know no singular action for a singular purpose. Yeah. It ripples everywhere. Right, right. And you see what the stock market did when he first you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if he, he, I think if he keeps pursuing that, and his ego will allow him to. He's going to wipe out all the gains that occur recently on the stock market. Mm-hmm. But you know that 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 occurs with people with money. Uh, well, we'll see what happens, man. And we have we have a major debt with China. Yeah, a yeah. significant debt. Yeah, you know. So a lot of that is just idle stuff. But the thing about I, I don't know if he fully understand this is with Chinese man it's about faith saving face yep you know if you're going to make them look bad on the international platform they're going to react yep yep yeah yeah it's definitely and you that's why you have to list if you are the president and you don't have experience in the international though he has some experience 
if you don't have experience with governments in the international world, you should rely on your people, and that's what he's not doing. He's relying on his ego in order to, yeah. you know, to further what he what his agenda is. And it may not be in the best interest of the U.S. Be, because of uh, Donald Trump. Um, so I don't know. I, right now he's in charge. It seems like he's above the law. He's above a lot of things. And he continues to appear to me to be above the law and disregards tradition in terms of like there's never been a president who has not shown their taxes to the to the people and it becomes public knowledge once you run for office yeah he's well, the, he's the only one that i know of that no. that, that has in modern times yes he's yeah. the only one that, that refused to show it right uh yeah well we you know it came out in the times to, a day or two ago that uh for that ten-year period, he paid no government tax, no federal tax. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not totally mad at him for for not paying the taxes because uh, he's found. I mean, he didn't do it illegally. I mean, he did it legally. I mean, the mm -hmm. idea is that um, when it comes to uh, taxation, is that you know if there is a uh, a place where you can offset certain losses. Then you do that. Otherwise, if you don't take advantage of that, then you know you lose that amount of whatever income it is. Mm -hmm. But he shouldn't be uh, so quick to put other people down uh, when you're not paying taxes. You're not paying a penny. You're not yeah. paying one one iota. Exactly. You know you should not be so quick to put other people down. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't begrudge anybody who's able to. Uh, uh, to do it legally, to to not pay taxes taxes legally, but um, but if you're going to do that, then don't don't cry, don't cry wolf. You know? Yeah, I mean he, he uh, 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 talked about giving this last tax law uh, a break to to uh, higher income folks because he said they need it uh, stimulate the economy. But then when we look at his dealings, and I'm sure others like Warren Buffett. Uh, made that statement that his secretary paid more taxes than he did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that the, the system is already rigged for those who uh, have money to m maintain and keep their wealth. Yeah, yeah. That that that. Uh, I think that's really. I mean, there was one point like if you made over a million dollars that you were paying like a ninety percent tax rate. Yeah. There was the one point in history where that happened. That, yeah. that no longer exists. I know. But. Uh, that was, I think that's kind of ridiculous, too. I don't think well, that's actually, right. Well, actually, the plan in which uh, uh, Ocasio is, uh -huh. has put forward and others uh -huh. is for a 70% rate for the minute you go over $10 million. Okay. That's, I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, you need $10 million, man. You ain't, you ain't hurting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're making ten million dollars a year, and you, your ten million is okay at a regular rate. Yeah, exactly. That's and the then plan. everything, everything above that, you That's, can't really hurt that. You know, yeah. you can't really hurt that much. Yeah, that would be great if that would if the if the actually that would create a lot of income. Yeah, for the government to right. do a lot of stuff. Right. But uh, who knows? But they, but a lot of people don't want the government involved in a lot of stuff because it gets. You know, tied down in bureaucracy and all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I uh, 
I'm more for government involvement because, you know, I don't like states' rights. Oh, okay. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want the states setting the thing because of the history they have with segregation and everything else. Right, right. You know, uh, I'm not <clears throat> too crazy about state rights. Well, but uh, we'll see how this goes, man. It's going to get interesting. Let's get back to some jazz, Larry. Okay. Here's cool. a piece by Art Blakely with John Gilmore, man. And I know I never heard about John Gilmore. Who's John Gilmore. I never heard that name before. Oh, that know who turned me on to him? Who's Tiny. That? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. For you guys who don't know, Tiny was a great friend of ours who also passed on. Uh, we called him Tiny because he was about two sixty, <laughs> about <laughs> six five, six six. Six. Yeah. 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 And but he, he was so agile on his feet, though, man. Oh, he was man. so light on his feet. He could it was move on, like a butterfly on yeah. the basketball court. On the court, he And did. he had a sweet touch, a yes. soft touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, because John Gilmore was, this is him before he got, he found out and got into Sun Ra. And everybody was like, whoa, this is the new up-and-coming jazz musician. And then he met Sun Ra, and he never left him. Yeah, okay. He wouldn't play with nobody else. This cat was in the sunrise. Somehow I could take you, take yeah. you there, you know. I mean, space was the place. Space, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So here's Art Blakely and uh, John Gilmore uh, on an old piece called On the G Ginza.
That's Art Blakely on drums, John Gilmore on tenor sax, Lee Morgan on trumpet, uh, on a piece called On the Ginza. Recorded, uh, I'm not exactly sure, but it was in the 60s. Uh, Larry, do you know who that was on piano? I don't. I was trying to see who that was, and I, I, I don't was recognize the face. McCoy Tyner? They mentioned McCoy, but if you look at it, that must have been a very young McCoy. Yeah, yeah. This was the early '60s, I believe, or maybe even the late '50s. In the late '50s, it could have been McCoy, because that's what when I, one of the comments was that McCoy was on there. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sorry. One of the comments was that McCoy was on there. So like, that could have. But I don't know. I. I oh, okay. Yeah. He looked so familiar, yet yeah, not yet familiar. familiar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he didn't look like McCoy to me. He looked like somebody else. Yeah. Well, well, we'll But see. they also mentioned John Coltrane on in the comments yeah, well, as well. Yeah. Well, Gilmore was was really a man. Like he was fabulous. Uh, people like took a step back and said, "Who is this cat?" And you you heard him, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play it's... with such ease. Yeah. And then uh, he went with Sunra, man, and that was it. But Sunra had that. Sunra, when you played with Sunra, you became part of Sunra's family. Right. And so the musicians lived with him. He had a house. They did everything together. It was almost like a commune. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, Wait, uh, oh wow, yeah. So I didn't realize that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he had dancers, he had singers, he had jazz musicians, man. He had a whole entree. Uh, I remember that the, the lead singer, she was really good, too. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to play some Sun Round one day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would yeah. be nice. Yeah, here's, here's an old piece, man. Uh, uh, my man, Youssef Latif, and I like him because he's such a diverse, talented musician on a piece called Metaphor. And it was uh, recorded in 1957, so this is a real oldie but goodie.
Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I like that, man. Yeah, that was good. How'd you like it, man? That was real, real nice. Yusef, um, he uh, incorporates a lot of Eastern music from the Middle East uh-huh. and sounds from the yes, Middle East. Yes, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. And the other thing, you know, he played uh, in the 1950s and the early 60s, they had this cultural diplomacy. And the United States State Department sent musicians all over the world to play music. And one of the most popular music types, and it helped spread it throughout the world, was jazz musicians. They went all over, man. That's why jazz is popular in Russia, in the Middle East, in Turkey. Wherever you go, man, that's how it got there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, man. That was a good thing that the government did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the government did a few good things. You know. <laughs> Uh, it was my girlfriend, man. All right. And my lady, D.D. Bridgewater, Afro Blue. So uh, sit back and enjoy this one, folks. I know. <laughs> Thank you. 
call you Rich as a night Afro blue Elegant boy, beautiful girl Dancing for joy, delicate swirl Shades of delight, cocoa you Rich as the night, Afro blue Two young lovers are face to face with undulating grace They gently danced and slip away to some secluded place Shades of delight, cocoa you Rich as a knife, Afro
smoking, man. That's uh, D.D. Bridgewater on a piece called Afro Blue. She's got some range, man. Oh, yeah, Larry, she can sing, man. Now, that was a great piece, man. I feel the musicians behind her were good, too. They were very good. Yeah. I don't know who was behind her, but they were very good. I don't know either. I'm not sure if that was Thad Lewis or Mel Lewis and Thad Jones. Uh-huh. I don't know. I know in that period she was playing with them. That was recorded, I think, 1974? Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, here goes a group I started playing about a week or two ago. Uh, and I uh, always liked these cats. These are sophisticated guys, man. Uh, uh, they were sophisticated gentlemen. Uh, the MJQ's Modern Jazz, Court, uh, Modern Jazz Quartet. And the piece called How High the Moon. MJQ's, man. Disciplined musicians. Okay, see if this thing plays. All right, a little complications with that. Looks like no modern jazz quartet today on this podcast. We may have to come back to that later. Uh, let me see if I can play my lady. No, I had a problem with her too. So, folks, look. It's been great, and uh, it's going to be about that time. We're going to cut this podcast a little short. We covered some pretty good music. What do you think, Larry? Yeah, we, we covered some great music, and uh, uh, it's, uh, that would have been nice to hear the MJQs. They're, they're like one of my favorite groups. Um, we'll get them next time. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, that's good. Next time, and it was yeah. good to have you here, man. Yeah, it was good to be here. I'm sorry about the... I, I didn't realize that I had the uh, the thing going on with the doctor until I looked at my calendar and then I saw it. I said, "Oh man!" But I tried to. I was the, the appointment was eight fifteen. I figured I'd be out of there at nine o'clock. I didn't nah. get out of there until nine forty. That's, and that's all how, right. That's how it. That's how it is. If you with didn't miss anything, ma'am. You know we were taking it slow and easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to get some more Latin jazz into the show too, man. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, Hey, we got plenty of time, folks, plenty of time. But I'd like to thank everybody for, oh, man, I don't, what's happening? Nothing's playing, Larry. Oh, boy. Wow. That was a good one, too. That would yeah. have been nice. That. Let me see if this will play. Okay. We'll play a little bit of this. I always play just a, uh, a little of So What. But let's have a little extended mouth. And uh, thank everyone for watching. Larry, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and to everyone, peace and love.